Hi there, it's Megan, the Disney fangirl, and I'm here with a list of Disney character deaths and my opinion on whether that death needed to happen or not. So starting with Snow White's parents, yes, they did kind of need to die because that was really what set all of the big events of the movie in motion. Without that, there was no conflict. Same thing with Cinderella's father. Again, he had to die because otherwise there was no way for the evil stepmother to be the evil stepmother to Cinderella. Even in The Lion King, Mufasa had to die because that was a plot-promoting point. There was no reason for Simba to leave his pride before that moment. And with Scar, yes, Scar also had to die because even if you banished him, he would still always be a lurking problem in the background. Tadashi from Big Hero 6, though, I don't really think he needed to die. I mean, I put that one as a maybe because, yes, that was a moment that advanced the plot, but they could have really written that in a dozen different ways. And, you know, the microbots could have been stolen instead of creating this fire that burns down the building. And Tadashi just happens to decide that, hey, I'm an engineering major, but I'm going to go be a hero now. Like, I could really help anybody in an emergency. I mean, it just it's really just for the point of putting Hero more on his own than he was before. But Baymax kind of dying in the movie, that's a big old nope. That was put there in a frivolous time crunch that was written into the script. It didn't need to happen. It served no purpose. It didn't do anything but make all the kids in the audience cry. And then they rebuilt Baymax like two minutes later anyway. So it was just really a heart-wrenching thing just for the sake of devastating children and maybe getting awards out of the tear-jerking moment. Similarly, I feel the same way about the Never Beast movie from the Tinkerbell series that no, the Never Beast didn't need to die. Well, okay, he didn't really die, but he was like going into hibernation for a thousand years or something like that. So it was the last time the fairies were ever going to see him and he was basically dead to them. Like they were going to be dead before he woke up again. And that whole thing was just a stipulation that they made up. It didn't need to exist. There was no point for it. It was just, again, to make little kids upset because they think that that's healthy or gets them attention or awards or something. The king and queen of Arendelle from Frozen, they did not need to die because they would have had basically the same outcome in any number of different ways. They could have had a coming out party or there could have been like a ball or something where Elsa had to participate in some official capacity, maybe for finding a husband or something like that. And so just minus the coronation, the king and queen of Arendelle staying alive would have done basically the same thing, except that Elsa cannot make any kind of resolution with her father now that he's dead. Ellie from Up. Yes, she had to die, and this hurts me so much to say because this is like the saddest thing in any movie ever made. But yes, Ellie had to go because that moves the plot forward, that makes Carl into a crotchety old man, and it's really the only thing that motivates him into staying in the house, which creates the conflict, which creates the issue of where he needs to take the house and fly away. Ray, the lightning bug from The Princess and the Frog, no, he did not need to die. That was so pointless. I thought that the whole situation of the firefly in love with the star, it was just stupid. And then it's like they're both up there twinkling. Like Ray is now up there with Evangeline, the star, the inanimate star that cannot feel or love him back. 
And now they're both stars and they have their three little star babies shining in the sky. That was the weirdest, dumbest moment I have seen for a long time in a Disney film. Actually, my previous award for the worst death in a Disney film went to my next title here, Ariel's Mom Athena from Ariel's Beginning. If you have not seen that movie, please look up a clip of it on YouTube for how Ariel's mother dies because it is literally the most stupid thing I've ever seen. A ship, a ship in the ocean is sailing towards Athena and Athena just sits there in the water flapping her tail and for some reason she can't get away. She can't go left or right or under. She just sits there and waits for the boat to crush her against the cliffside. I hate to rip off cinema sins, but oh my god, this woman went to the Prometheus school of running away from things. Disney could have taken that death as a moment to promote like ocean awareness about safety and pollution and overfishing. Like she could have been caught in a net. She could have gotten stuck in a six pack ring or something, you know, slightly less ridiculous than being crushed to death by a ship while in water. Bing bong from Inside Out. No, he did not need to die, and that was just one more example of how the modern Disney films are killing off characters just for the sake of hurting people. There was no benefit to Bing Bong's death. This whole thing of, oh, well, we fell into the cliff and things down here get forgotten and turned to dust and, you know, this weird little thing. There was no reason that Bing Bong had to die or that they couldn't get the wagon to take both of them up and out of the ravine. Bing Bong only died for the sake of the screenwriters not really wanting him to live. Quasimodo's mom in The Hunchback of Notre Dame. Yes, she had to die because she was the only character that we see that really ever cared about Quasimodo. Similarly with Judge Claude Frollo from The Hunchback of Notre Dame. Yes, he also had to die because he would have never stopped going after his self-righteous attacks on the people otherwise. Bambi's mother from obviously Bambi. That one I think is really debatable because yes, that's how it was in the book. Yes, it is a very jarring and realistic thing to have happen in a deer's world. But I think overall, we could have had basically the same story with his mother living. It wouldn't have been quite as powerful, though. Similar to Mufasa's death, it's something that it really sticks with you and it hurts you in a special way that you feel for this poor child that has just lost their parent and now they have to figure out the rest of their life. And I think without that death, that Bambi would not be anywhere near as famous or remembered of a movie. So it's really hard to say that, no, she shouldn't have died. Like on the surface, yes, I would have loved for Bambi to have kept his mother. But I think for the point of the poignancy of the movie, it needed to happen. Kokoam and Pocahontas. Yes, he needed to die because his death brings on the climax of the film And he was a very controlling figure that would have been a lot of problem for Pocahontas in general. I mean, he's basically running out to kill John Smith because he sees John Smith and Pocahontas together. And that's how Kokoam dies. Yes, the Native American tribe could have found any other reason to attack, but it just seemed like they were both kind of testing the waters of each other before that. And that was the straw that broke the camel's back. Flynn Rider from Rapunzel. No, he didn't need to die. It was a cheap tearjerker moment that, of course, didn't last more than a few seconds. Now, with Mother Gothel, I also think she should not have died because 
it was just really quick, sudden. She didn't even know it was going to happen. She kind of, I guess, turned into dust from being so old. It's really unclear as to what happened to her to kill her, assuming she's dead, that is. But I think it would have been a much better punishment if she was just this old, decrepit, skeleton-like creature that was just not able to even function anymore. She was so old. And to make her live for at least a little while like that and have to almost suffer a little bit and get her comeuppance. Todd's mother from The Fox and the Hound. Yes, she had to die because that's a huge plot point. And if not, then the old lady adopting the fox would have been a really different type of story. That would have been uh, basically fox kidnapping. Hopper from A Bug's Life. Yeah, uh, Hopper had to die. The bird had to eat him. I think that that was a very, you know, gratifying moment in the film. And it was a film that really didn't have a lot to offer otherwise. So I appreciated that gratuitous death scene for no giant great reason. Coral from Finding Nemo, which Coral is Nemo's mom, in case you didn't watch that first two minutes of the film. And I think, yes, that that was needed because the film was depicted very realistically towards ocean life and fish do eat other fish, fish do eat other fish's eggs. Because Coral died, it made Marlin be paranoid. It made him be neurotic. It gave him a reason to have the behavior that he has throughout Finding Nemo that is just really a good, strong, relatable character. Clayton from Tarzan. Yes, he had to die because he was not going to change. He was not going to stop in that moment until everyone around him was dead. So Clayton inadvertently killing himself, that was pretty much needed to stop him because nothing else was going to do that. Tarzan's parents, they also needed to die, unfortunately, because if they hadn't died, then Kala would have had no reason to adopt baby Tarzan and make the whole situation for the movie happen. Just like Kala's baby gorilla that was killed, he also had to go because then she would have no reason to really need to adopt a human baby. I guess they could have just left the baby gorilla out and she found the baby, but I, I think having the parents die and then the baby gorilla die really gave it a connecting moment as to motivation for why it was going on. Sabor from Tarzan, which was the leopard, I think, hope. No, maybe. Sabor definitely needed to die because he was a constant threat throughout the movie. He killed Kala's baby. He killed Tarzan's parents. It was like a justifiable comeuppance. And uh, it was a good moment to show Tarzan coming into his own manhood. Because that was the moment where he outdid Kerjak as the sort of king of the gorillas. I'm not really sure of the hierarchy exactly in gorilla world. But... It was the moment where Tarzan took over and was able to do something that Kerchak couldn't. And then Kerchak from the movie Tarzan. My goodness, does everyone die in this movie? It feels like it. But Kerchak, uh, you know, I, I think he's the one that does not need to die in this film. I think there could have been different ways to handle it. The only reason for Kerchak to die was that it gave Tarzan a reason to stay with the gorillas, which in turn made the conflict between him and Jane of do I stay or do I go? And yes, it was part of the plot, but it was really a weak part of the plot. And I think they could have, um, you know, kept Kerchak alive and done things differently. But it is what it is. And there's at least six characters that die in this film. So I guess what's what's Kerchak to? Doc Hudson from Cars. Yes, he kind of had to die because the actor who voiced him died. 
but they did it in such a respectful way that they didn't show the car like break down and get buried or anything really sad or dramatic. The other cars just sort of reflected and acknowledged that that Doc was no longer with them in this very somber moment on the screen. And I thought that that was really a beautiful way to handle it. And my final death that I have written down is not a Disney film, but I feel like it needs to be discussed. And that is Stoic from How to Train Your Dragon 2. And no, he did not need to die. That was another one of these modern, oh, let's add in a tear-jerking scene just because we can thing. I mean, there's a thousand ways they could have resolved that issue in the script. They never even had to have Toothless try to attack Hiccup so that Stoic got involved. It was it was such an awful thing to do, especially since Stoic had just been reunited with his wife and he was so happy. And even for the sake of making Hiccup the chief of the tribe... I just don't care. I mean, I don't care about his position. And maybe that's something that they could have done in between movies, but it was just really poorly handled, in my opinion, in this one. So those are my Disney deaths with a How to Train Your Dragon at the end there. If I missed any or if you have any opinions on this matter, please leave it in the comments and like and subscribe. And thank you so much for watching today. Bye.